Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Joe and Amber, the podcast. All right, this one's going to be trouble. I'm going to tell you right from the beginning, this one's going to be trouble. He and I have never worked in a formal capacity like this before, but we have chatted briefly. That has almost gone over the line every time and caused a problem. Today for two hours, it could be the boiling point. Alongside my guy, Ian Fitzsimmons. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. My man, how are you? Joe, this is going to be dangerous, man. As we were texting earlier today, we just hope we don't get called into the principal's office <laughs> and get a paddling after the, the next two hours are, are complete. Joe and I do a weekly segment on Freddie Fitzsimmons, and during college football season and in the XFL season, yeah. it is weekly <laughs> text messages nonstop about who we like, who we don't like. We call each other idiots nonstop and other graphic words as well. So if we get through the next two hours... I will be shocked if we don't get called to the principal's office. So buckle your chin straps a little tighter, folks. You know, get that seatbelt on really yeah. tight because you're going for a ride. How are we doing, so, Joey? Good to so see you, baby. I, I saw the schedule this week, and I got to, I'm got to. i getting to work with a lot of fine people. Tyler Folger from Daily Wager, Myron Metcalf, and I see your name wedged in there, and I think to myself, good God, that is just going to be two hours of betting on college football. That's all that's going to be. Give now, me Texas Tech against Oregon yes. week two. Week there two. you go. Already done. There's one right there. Give me Texas Tech. Oh. And it's going to be plus the points against the Ducks in Lubbock. The tortilla heads are going to go nuts. Texas Tech has uh, Wyoming the week before that. That's tough to eight. That's a tough yep. game right there. You see, like, I'm ready to throw this rundown. Mark, I love you. Great work today. I'm ready to throw your entire rundown out the window. I'm ready to throw it out the window. I want to go full D-Gen mode with Ian, but I understand we have to pace ourselves here, which is exactly what we'll do. So we will be very ESPN-like, and we will begin with Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. Old Jera talking to the Fort Worth Star-Telegram earlier in the week had this to say, quote, I will say that Philadelphia, and if you will, giant the Giants in Washington, they need to be on their game because we are. We're going to be on our game, and we will be improved over last year. I don't want to diminish how accomplished Philadelphia is. The year they had last year and where they're starting this year. I don't want to diminish that. And the Giants definitely have a chance to be better. And Washington, okay, Jerry, could be really energized. Just us, we are better, end quote. So here we go. How you feeling? You're down there in the South. Tell me about it. I live in Dallas, you know, and I miss being out at that cowboy training camp at Oxnard with a strawberry fields that'll wake you up in the morning with the smell <laughs> of that manure, right? Just, just, I mean, you, you talk about coffee and little bacon. You really want to wake up, walk out your hotel room and, uh, and just go, just go. All right. Yep. We're awake. Here we football go. Let's play some football, man. <laughs> this is what Jerry does every single year. He is a salesman, Joe. You know, this, we've talked about it. Everybody knows that, that Jerry, is going to sell his team year in, year out. 
That, that's just who he is. I, look, I was out there at Cowboy training camp, and I used to cover the Cowboys on ESPN Dallas, and he had a quote. It's about 10 years ago, and we all looked at each other like, what in the hell is he talking about? He goes, and, uh, 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 it, this is the year. This is it. <laughs> we're, we're back. People I, can't I, see I, you, but that's fantastic. I, I, I feel it. I know it to my heart, and I, I want me some glory hole. This is the year. This is the year. We're gonna, I want me some glory hole. Romo's looking good. Uh, DeMarcus looking good. Uh, uh, this is it. And we're all going, what the hell's glory hole? What's he talking about? Right? I mean, is it an old what? oil wildcatter term? I mean, what in that? I mean, you can pull the audio up. You go Google it. You'll see Jerry at the podium delivering this wild speech, selling his team. And that's just what he does. So, you know, you take anything that Jerry says as, you know, the, the drunk uncle at Christmas, right? Like, oh, here he goes. You know, he's going off on some tangent. And he's selling it, and Cowboy fans buy every bit of it. They despise him as a general manager, even though he's more of a pseudo-GM now. But he is still a remarkable salesman, and he sells it better than anybody else. Hey, look, Philly is better. San Fran damn sure is better, right? But are the Cowboys an 11-win type team again? Yes, they are. That defense is legit. they got to get Zach Martin in by the end of camp, which they will. The talent around Dak this year is immensely better. And bottom line is, you take everything Jerry says with a grain of salt. And because he's selling it. That's it. This isn't like being prophetic. It's headlines because it's the Cowboys and Jerry. But don't take it as gospel. You know me. I'm an Eagles fan. I love Jerry Jones. I've always loved Jerry Jones. He's I do Jerry team. Jones. He, he's a guy. He's a guy that if I owned a team, I would own a team just like him. I would make sure I have my weekly radio hits. Like, there are owners that don't want to be heard from. They show up, they give their one press conference a year, and then they're out of the light. They let everyone else handle it. They've got other business ventures or whatever. Then there's Jerry, front and center at everything. You see him up in his luxury box with his entire family and friends, celebrating every third down conversion late in the game. I love it. I absolutely love it. He's one of my favorites. Dallas in the regular season is not something that concerns me. Dallas in the playoffs that's been concerning because when you go up against the elite teams and Mike McCarthy is your head coach, you need to be firing on all cylinders. You have to be great with your game management, with your execution, with your usage of timeouts, and that's a department where McCarthy has struggled in the past. Now, Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL analyst, do the Cowboys need these expectations? Do they need Jerry to light a fire? Take a listen. Quite honestly, I think it's okay for Jerry to ramp up expectations and put some pressure on his football team. We put pressure on the football team. They know what the expectation expectation is this year. Dak in particular knows, I can't have double-digit interceptions. We can't keep having these kind of playoff exits. We can't keep not making the playoffs. We can't keep not getting to at least the NFC title game and getting back to the Super Bowl. There's a tremendous history with this football team. A tremendous history that, quite honestly, in the recent past, has not been as glorious as it used to be in the early 90s when I was playing against those teams that were just steamrolling everyone. I'm quite honestly, look, all joking aside, I'm fine with him doing this. As a matter of fact, they need this kind of thing. Mike McCarthy needs this kind of kick in the rear end because this football team better deliver. I mean, let's be honest here. You mentioned Philly earlier, Ian. You mentioned San Francisco. We've mentioned Dallas, those three. I feel like that's your top tier, and then it drops off, man. I mean, there's teams that we think are going to be good, but like Detroit, how good? Who else is out there this year? The entire NFC South, Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, a lot of question marks for those teams. If you're the Cowboys, you got to be feeling great about your opportunity this year. But you drilled it in, in, in what you said about two minutes ago, and that is 
in the regular season, that's not the concern. I mean, McCarthy has got he's back-to-back 12-win seasons. Yeah. It's when it matters. That's when you start going, all right, are they going to deliver? And look, have they been snake bitten at times? Yeah, Des caught it. We all know it. I mean, it changed the <laughs> damn did. rule, right? And they beat Seattle in Seattle or just a few weeks prior to the NFC Championship game. So they would have had confidence going in against the Seahawks in Seattle if they got the proper call in Green Bay. But they didn't. That's part of the Cowboys' history because then they lose games that they should have won in the postseason. Just see a couple years ago against San Fran. You know, I mean, heck, man, two years ago, you can't get a snap off in time. Right. I mean, it's it's some of it's coaching, some of it's execution by your players. Sometimes a bad call goes your way, and sometimes you get the call. Against the Lions, when my brother was coaching in Detroit, Matthew Stafford famously screaming at the ref, you just made history, bud. You made history when Anthony <laughs> Hitchens gets called for DPI, defensive pass interference, and they pick the flag up, and the, the, the referees never announced why they picked it up. They marked it off and brought it back. And the Cowboys go on to win that game on that drive. So they've gotten lucky at times, but also they've been their worst enemy in the postseason. So they can go on the regular season and do everything, go 11 wins, 12 wins. But talk to me once the playoffs get here, when the lights are brightest and the stage grandest, that's when we have to see this version of the Cowboys finally deliver something they haven't done since 1995. And that's get to an NFC championship game. Extremely well said. Dak's got pressure on him. Three young QBs who have a ton of pressure on them as well. This upcoming season, who they are, we're going to tell you next. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fordenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Look at Greeny spitting the fire and getting everybody in Chicago worked up as we approach the start of the 2023 NFL season. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight alongside Ian Fitzsimmons. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. So let's take some of the young quarterbacks, let's stack them against one another, and let's talk about pressure. Which of the following three quarterbacks feeling the most pressure entering the 2023 season? Your choices are the following. Justin Fields, Mac Jones of the New England Patriots, Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. We will begin with Justin Fields. Jay Williams, ESPN Radio, had this to say. I think Justin Fields is going to be a superstar, man. Obviously, the running quarterback conversation, he's going to be in that category of one of the best to ever do it. And I'm not saying his game is similar, but it's a stockier version of Lamar Jackson, right? Like with his ability to get out of the pocket, to create those yards with his feet. Is it unfair expectations for him? Sure. It's Chicago. All right, so here we go. Let's start with Justin Fields. What's the pressure he's facing entering year three with the Bears? It's not as if they're the favorites to win the division in. It's not as if they have a 10-win win total this year. It's reasonable. It's all reasonable. There's still a growing period, but people are starting to get hyped up. First of all, you know how I feel about that word pressure. Every athlete has pressure on them. They all do. The great ones embrace it and and, and just turn – you know, that piece of coal into a damn diamond. So they all have it, right? So and, and Justin Fields of this list that we've been given, you know, yeah, I would say he does because he, it's his third year in the league, and he's in a massive market, but also they've, they've added weapons for him. You know, second year in the system, DJ Moore comes in. I'm a big DJ Moore fan. I like him a lot. I, I think Khalil Herbert out of Virginia Tech at running back is a weapon when he's healthy. I, I can't emphasize enough Roshan Johnson out of Texas. It was a steal for the Bears in the draft. He can do anything you want him to. You can line him up in the slot. He, he can be a, an inline blocking damn tight end if you want to. That's an exaggeration for effect. He can tote it, catch it, special teams, you name it. That is a steal for the, for, for the Bears. So he has more weapons, second year in the system. If they get to seven wins, I think that's a hell of a year in year two with his coaching staff. And then next year, that's when the expectations really get ramped up. But I agree with you. It's not like they're, they're expecting 10 wins and a playoff berth out of this team right now. Right. Year away from being a year away. Yeah. Just, yeah. just give, them, give them some time. I like the way they develop. His first year to his second year, you almost have to wash that because you have to transition systems. The offensive line was a mess last year. The weapons were a mess. The defense is no good. Like, for all these years, at the very least, when the Bears were down, they could still trot out a defense, which is something they weren't doing last year. So there's a lot of work. The one thing I'm going to throw out there, and I'm, I'm big on fields. I love watching him play. He has got to learn to avoid contact. He's got to. He cannot play the Great way point. he's playing now and continue to think it's going to work 15 years down the road. Look at how quickly Cam Newton turned the corner. Cam Newton was taking shot after shot after shot. Cam Newton was an absolute freight train of a player, unstoppable. MVP, he was in the Super Bowl, all that. And then it was like overnight. It just completely fell off. The body isn't meant to take that much abuse over that long a period of time. And Fields has got to learn that as exciting as he is as a runner, keep running, learn to get down, 
That's one thing Russell Wilson was always brilliant at. Yeah, yeah. Get, get out, out of bounds. bounds. Get down, extend your career because you're no good to the franchise if you're on the sidelines in a jacket like Smoke and Jay back in the NFC Championship game with that knee injury against the Packers as we go old school. All right, let's go to another quarterback, the New England Patriots. We're talking about Mac Jones. Here's Shea Cornett, ESPN radio host on Mac Jones and the pressure he's facing. Mac Jones now was taken 15 overall. We hadn't seen, obviously because they had Tom Brady, but we hadn't seen the New England Patriots take a quarterback that high in forever. And we thought this was going to be the guy that was going to take over and fill in for Tom Brady and, and find a way to bring the Patriots back to where they were. Is time running out in New England, though? Like, he doesn't have that long of a leash, it feels like. Ooh, what? interesting. Interesting. Now, Mac Jones, like Justin Fields, entering year three, the pressure level Jones is facing. Do you feel do you, are you feeling what Shea's saying there? No, and I love Shea, but hell no. <laughs> I mean, look, you go back to his, his rookie year when he actually had an offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels, now head coach of the Raiders. He was an alternate on the Pro Bowl, helped his team get to, get to the playoffs as a rookie. Year two, last year. He's got a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator and Matt Patricia, who stunk. It was absolute chaos. And I said before the season began last year, Mac Jones is going to take the blame, but the blame should fall on Bill Belichick for not replacing Josh McDaniels with a true offensive coordinator. It is offensive coordinator by committee, right, with a special teams coordinator and a defensive coordinator, and the frustration showed. Now he's got Bill O'Brien who's proven he can call plays in New England, in Houston. Look what the Texans have become since they fired Bill O'Brien. Such a great point. No one ever wants to look at that. People ran O'Brien out of there. The Texans have been all Canton. (laughs) (laughs) You look at what the Texans have become. They're in the playoffs every year. I mean, my gosh. So OB might be one of the biggest offseason acquisitions. But to say this is a a prove-it-or-lose-it year for Mac Jones – I don't get that at all. I think he gets a full-on pass for year two, and OB is going to show you the player that he knew for a brief time at Alabama. I think that's the Mac Jones you're going to see this year. But he needs more weapons around him also. Okay, so I want to hit on point number two. Point number one is excellent. The offensive coordinator situation last year was a defensive coordinator in Matt Patricia and a special teams coach in Joe Judge. Shocker! That that didn't work out. So now let's let's wipe the slate clean. We bill in, bring in Bill O'Brien. I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Let's see if you can get this one right. Who was the leading receiver for Mac Jones last year? Who had the most receptions on the Patriots? Hell, I don't even know. Uh, uh, I, I couldn't begin to tell you. It was a running back named Ramondre Stevenson. Out of Oklahoma. That was the top, the top wide receiver for the Patriots. 69 receptions. Ramondre Stevenson. 69 was your leader. Jacoby Myers was 67. Tight end Hunter Henry, who they gave a big contract to, 41. Kendrick Bourne, 35. Nelson Aguilar, 31. Devontae Parker, 31. Jonu Smith, 27. I mean, what are you supposed to do there? What are you supposed to do when a defensive coordinator is calling your plays and then you have a situation where you're running back in the modern NFL as your leading wide receiver? One more for you. Brock Purdy in San Francisco. He's entering year two, former Mr. Irrelevant. Head coach Kyle Shanahan on Brock Purdy. I think he's done great. I mean, he's come back. He's had no arm troubles. He's been totally healthy. And I think he's getting all his timing back, his rhythm. Um, I was really impressed with him in his two practices. This is a fascinating one because there are people out there trying to put pressure on Purdy because they say the Niners are built to win now. 
the only thing that would hold them back is Brock Purdy. Is it fair? <laughs> so he's going to tell me that a dude who was drafted dead last in the draft <laughs> last has year. pressure on him? Are you? Come on, man. This guy's playing with house money. He's playing with your money. No. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's and, 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 and getting to know him a little bit at Iowa State, he doesn't care. Give me the ball and let me go. That's Brock Purdy. Is that his mindset? Hell yes. I love that and mindset. That's what got him in trouble at Iowa State in the fourth quarter. Shanahan <laughs> corrected that as a rookie last year. It's fascinating because, again, the Niners, they're built to win now. You'd see them as the favorites if they had the quarterback situation solidified, but Purdy's coming off the injury. Sam Darnold's in the mix. You also have Trey Lance, who, from what I understand, isn't getting a lot of reps. College football season right around the corner. Who has the best chance to get to the playoffs? Plus, FSU might be out of the ACC. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Alongside Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Thank you for spending some of your time with us tonight. So I'm looking at the schedule this week. I see my man Ian Fitzsimmons slotted for Wednesday. I think to myself, that is going to be two hours of college football degenerate betting talk. (laughs) Ian and I do this every Wednesday on his show, Freddie and Fitzsimmons. During the season, we give out my five favorite plays, and then we're kicking around information all week long. All week long. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Early in the morning, too. You will be somewhere in the south, and you will be hitting me up at 4.30 my time because you'll see me doing Sports Center hits, talking about college football plays. So we're not – this isn't a segment that's designed to be shaped around a certain nope. thing like certain other – we're just coming out talking. I want to – the first thing I want to bring up with you, and I've been wanting to talk to you about this for a while, because I was in Lake Tahoe last week where I did the bulk of my research. I got up before the kids. I got up before the wife. I listened to all the podcasts, read all the magazines, wrote all the notes – I now have a good foundation for how I want to go about things. I'm running it off all my guys here in Vegas. The one that stands out to me, Texas over nine and a half wins, Texas to win the Big 12, 
and I'm thinking about Texas three to one to make the playoff, but three to one isn't all that appealing of a price. I am big on the Longhorns this season. I'll give you all my reasons in a bit, but I want to know your thoughts before I get into it. At Big 12 Media Day, and I've known Steve Sarkeesian for a long time, uh, and man, what, what he's how he's changed his life around and everything else is, is absolutely remarkable, sensational, and he's a hell of a football coach. All right, I mean, he is when when he just as a play caller, he'll 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 show you a look in the first quarter to burn your butt in the third quarter with the same <laughs> look. I mean, it's he's a mad scientist, and everyone looks at Quinn Ewers as his cocky quarterback at Texas. He's not. Lowell Galindo, uh, who does a lot of work with Texas, and Sam Ocho, obviously a, a, a Texas Longhorn legend. They were on my XFL crew. And I brought up yours. And Ocho goes, you couldn't be more wrong about this guy. He leads by example. He's not a vocal guy. He's more of an introvert. But he leads by example. And he took control of this team in the offseason. The weight room, seven on sevens. It, it was, it, he's a different guy. He truly leads by example. But Sark was bullish on his team. He said, it's about time Texas is the preseason favorite again. That's where we belong. That's where we should be. And in talking to Kyle Flood, in my opinion, the best offensive line coach in college football, their offensive coordinator also there at Texas, he's got one of the best offensive lines that got seasoned last year. They were calves. Now they're longhorns. (laughs) I mean, they are. Love it. These are grown bleeping men. So you look at, and I know they lost B. John Robinson. I know they lost Roshan Johnson. But they've got some young bucks coming in at running back as well. They have Xavier Worthy at wideout. They have one of the best tight ends in college football. And that defense is a hell of a lot better. I'm with you on Texas. And that, look, we all keep saying, is Texas back? Is Texas back? Look, it's like the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Prove it to me. But, but am I going to play them with my money on an over of nine and a half? Absolutely I am. I, okay. I think I, there's no doubt. Hell yes. That's a fabulous future play taking the Longhorns over that number. See, Y'all nine are about and a half. to make me cry. Oh, yeah? yeah? Sammy, hang in there, man. You're, but, why, are you gonna, why are you crying? You're a Longhorns guy? Longhorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard oh, yeah. Longhorn oh, yeah. See, there's, there's two prongs to this, all right? First and foremost, it's, and here's how this works. Conference championship games and bowl games do not count towards a win total. So Texas has a 12-game schedule. We need them to go over nine and a half. We need them to get to 10 and two at a worst-case scenario for us to win. Number one. I got them favored in every game except Bama, week two, September 9th. That's it. That's the only game. They're in Tuscaloosa. It's Bama. No big deal. Almost everybody on earth is going to be a dog in that situation, so don't feel bad about it. But I got them favored in every single game, and that leads into the rest of the Big 12. Who's coming for them? It's not to say the Big 12 is terrible. Oklahoma had a down year last year. They will be better. They're, They're going to be, be one better. of the most improved teams in college football, in my opinion. Oklahoma will be. Oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in agreement there. Are they elite, though? Are they Lincoln no. Riley, Oklahoma? Okay. Not yet. No. So they're still so they'll be there. TCU's definitely taking a step back. It's just it's hard to duplicate what happened last year. A lot of one score game success, which points towards regression. Who else is there? Kansas State, good, solid, tough, but I don't see them as a ten or eleven win team. Their Vegas win total sitting around six and a half, seven. So ultimately, I don't think they're going to have a massive challenge in the Big Twelve. Another good bet: win the Big Twelve. It's even money. Uh, I'll tell you one team that a lot of people are sleeping on in the Big Twelve are Joey McGuire's Texas Tech Red Raiders. Okay, I'm with you on this. Go ahead. Red Bull fears Joey Mack. I mean, that guy has more energy than you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is – his attitude is infectious, and you see it in recruiting and in coaching. Zach Kitley, their offensive coordinator, who was Patrick Mahomes' personal coach when Cliff Kingsbury was the head coach at Texas Tech. You asked Mahomes about Kitley. 
And you, you got better sit down because it's going to be a while because he's going <laughs> to talk nonstop. Kitley is the next great up-and-coming offensive mind in college football. And with Tyler Shuck can stay healthy, their quarterback, Miles Cole is the next Tyree Wilson as an edge rusher at Texas Tech. They, their win total is 7.5. Yep. Give me the over on Texas Tech. I mean, okay. they are, I think I mentioned it at the start of the show. I think they beat Oregon week two. That's going to be a game right there. That is a game. I don't think people realize because they're looking at some of those week one matchups. You have LSU on the neutral in Orlando against Florida State. That week two game for Texas Tech and Oregon is going to be something. A lot of people focusing on Texas Tech losing their top three defenders headlined by Tyree Wilson. They have the ability to reload there, though. That's the thing. The guys coming up are not schmucks. Like, they're going to step in. They're going to be able to play. Miles Cole, if you put 19 on him, you'd go, man, I thought Tyree Wilson was with the Raiders. <laughs> I love He's a specimen, 6'6", 250, and can, I mean, you talk about bend when he's coming off the edge, the dude is a beast. All right, SEC. Georgia, obviously the favorite. I haven't done anything with them yet. I feel it probably not great to bet against them. I'm not necessarily, their odds on, minus 130 to win the conference. Schedule isn't what it's been in the past. They don't have the tough out-of-conference. Like, they have Bama 10.5. I'm going to be honest, I'm thinking under there. They were a 10-win team last season. They lose the number one overall pick at quarterback. That position's up in the air. They lose the number one defender in Will Anderson. Uh, Razor thin wins over last year. The Texas game, the Ole Miss game, the A&M game, all could have gone against them. All could have gone against them. I don't know if you want to get involved in that under, but I'm looking at Bama under 10 and a half. No, I'm going to pass on that one because <laughs> I, I, I have learned you never bet against St. Nick. I mean, Fair. and I, I'm not about to do it just because they lost a ton. They only have 10 starters back. You're going to tell me that Bamba ain't got talent? Come on, man. I, I mean, know. They're, 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 they're in the top three every single year in recruiting. Dallas Turner and the boys, I think they'll be just fine. I think they'll be right around that 10-11 win number, so I'm not going near it. Who else should I be looking at? What, was Georgia, Lane, by the, what was Georgia, by the way? What, to win the conference or no, win, win total? Win total. 11 and a half. It's just one, one loss, right? Like, if they, if they lose one game, it's an under. If they're undefeated, it's an over. Before the calendar turns to October, they've got one tough game, and that's at Auburn. South Carolina, they get it home. I think South Carolina is going to be better, but, yes. you know, South Carolina is, is not going to beat, in my opinion, all, uh, you know, Georgia at Georgia. Uh, and then you get Kentucky, a much better, it's an improved team, but they get them between the hedges. Then at Vandy, then a bye week. I mean, dude, come on. Florida's going to be banged up by then. They have a, Florida may have the toughest schedule in college football. Florida's schedule is insane, oh. and they're opening at Utah. Oh, quietly, though, uh, the under and Florida plus the points there. The Cam Rising situation, you're getting eight and a half right now. If, if Rising doesn't play in that game week one, that ain't going to be eight and a half by kickoff. No, and he just I, I got agree. cleared. I agree. He just got cleared to throw and drop back. He's not participating in any contact right now. Now, and he shouldn't be. I mean, no. I mean, hey, that, that knee was ripped to pieces. You know, in in, in, in the Pac-12 title game that was before the Rose Bowl. And I did both those games. We saw that happen in the third quarter, oh. and Kelly Stoffer called it, man. Like, and he finished the game. I mean, Cam Rising's tough as nails, but to your point, that's the leader of that Utah squad. But going back to Georgia, look, man, you to find me three losses on that schedule. I know. You can't. No. So, yeah. And, and Carson Beck stuck and stayed. Their, their quarterback, he sat behind Stetson Bennett for a couple of years, a five-star coming out of high school, stuck, stayed, competed. Now it's his time to shine. That dude can sling it. Interesting. That might be a Heisman play we need to take a look at there. I want to ask one other thing. We've covered Georgia and Bama like we naturally do. 
rest of the SEC, who should I be looking at in your opinion? Who makes a little noise, or or if you want to give well, me someone who's going to be so awful, this, I can bet against them, like Stanford, <laughs> or Colorado. Like Stanford's an underplay for sure. Three wins under. You know, Clark Lee's Vandy squad. I don't know. I'm guessing they're around five wins this year. I'll, wor- I'll work on bringing them up. They, they, I didn't realize I know, Vandy was. Coming I know up. that's that's way out of. I don't know, but I know a lot of people. Not a lot of people. But some people are talking about LSU as a college football playoff dark horse. Win total I, nine and a half. Win total nine and a half. I don't know how if you your preseason top ten you're a dark horse to get the college football playoff, <laughs> but I saw I had LSU week one last year against Florida State, and then I had them in the overtime win against Alabama. I saw the Alpha and the Omega. They were two different football teams. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly is an unbelievable Hall of Fame football coach. Watch out for the Bengal Tigers. They are loaded. They get Mason Smith back, who was a preseason All-American last year, went down in the second quarter against Florida State with that knee injury. That's like getting the, uh, the ultimate transfer portal guy in. I mean, so he's back. Wingo played 94% of the snaps as a defensive tackle last year and was, a, what, third-team All-American. They are loaded. And I haven't even mentioned Harold Perkins yet. So they, LSU, to me, if you want odds and a little bit of value – for the college football playoff, and to win the SEC West, they are worth your money. Oh, boy. All right, uh, I found it for you. Vanderbilt, over under three and a half wins. Give me the over. <laughs> a lot of overs from you. I haven't heard a single under yet. Everybody's going on. Every team in college football, over. <laughs> I don't know about that now, Coach. <laughs> and that might be a little bit. All right, that's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to start filing that away. Maybe we'll take some calls later. We'll let the listeners Fire off their questions about college football teams for us. I'm getting fired up. I can't wait to get some of this action down. We continue from the professional level. Our NFL two-a-days next. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a bet against. He's Ian Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fortenball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Joe and Amber Podcast. Alongside Ian Fitzsimmons, I'm Joe Fortenball. Thank you for listening to Joe and Amber here on ESPN Radio. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you go back to 2011 until the arrival of Brady. Here's how many games they won per season. Four, seven, four, two, six, nine, hey-o, and then five, five, and seven. Brady arrives, they go 11-5 and five and win a Super Bowl. Following year, they go 13-4 and four and lose to the Rams in the divisional round of the playoffs. Last season, 8-9, and nine, but it was good enough to win the division. Then they got waxed by the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round of the playoffs. 80-1 to one to win the Super Bowl this year, 40-1 to one to win the NFC, 8-1 to one to win their own division. They have the worst odds in the NFC South. The Saints are your favorite, followed by the Falcons, followed by the Panthers. Win total, 6.5. Ian, any hope for this franchise this year? No. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's next in the two-a-days? <laughs> Can you remember a quarterback battle in camp for an NFL team that is less talked about than what's going on in Tampa right now between Baker Mayfield and the second-round pick out of Florida and Kyle Trask? It feels like one of those situations where we pop in on Kim Kardashian. She's got a new boyfriend. We're into it for a little while. It's a big story. And then they break up and we all move on for a while. 
That's what happened. Brady arrived. No one cared about the Bucs. For three years, we covered the Bucs like crazy. We talked about the Bucs like crazy. They gave us a bunch of storylines. Brady retires, and now everyone's like, forget about this. We, we, we are on to Aaron Rodgers. We are on to better, bigger things. Nobody cares. Baker Mayfield versus Kyle Trask, nobody cares. There are some people that project, including Vegas, Tampa might have the worst record in the NFL this year. Well, it all starts up front. We all know that in big boy football, whether it's college or the pros, and defensively, they can't, they've got to be better than they were last year. There's too much talent, man, with Vita Vea, Greg Gaines, Devin White, you know, Levante David, Shaq Barrett. I mean, come on, dude. They've got to be better than they were last year. And then offensively, we all know about the offensive line, right? They couldn't be much worse. And they got so banged up going into the season last year, they have to be a bit better. But it all starts with the quarterback. And, you know, look, I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I, I covered him a ton in college at Oklahoma. He won a playoff game at Pittsburgh with the Browns, and then he went to crap. He played injured, not hurt. He played injured, and that really derailed his entire career. It was dumb to continue to go out there and play. So will we see Baker Mayfield from you know year one, year two in Cleveland? I have no earthly idea. I mean, it is a confident shot. I can't answer that question, but I do know this. I do not remember a quarterback battle ever being talked about less than what we have going on in Tampa right now. I mean, the weapons are there. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, the offensive line should be a little bit better. They suffered some injuries early in the season last year, so the opportunity should be there. It feels like the further they get away from Bruce Arians, the worse things have gotten. And I'm not trying to put all the blame on Todd Bowles, but maybe it turns out Todd Bowles is a great coordinator, not necessarily a head coach. This is going to be a big test for him this season. I wonder, and this is the thing that stands out to me about how wrong it could go in Tampa Bay this year. I wonder, when you have Brady in there and you have his leadership and you have him like they talked about in the year leading up to the Super Bowl where he was just firing off text messages to the entire team every single morning, hyping them up, getting the positive mindset going, when you lose that guy, if you start slow, a few years removed from a Super Bowl win and all these playoff appearances, the locker room can go south in a hurry. When you're accustomed to winning and you're accustomed to a certain style of leadership, I could see the wheels coming off the bus early if things don't go their way. Don't disagree at all. And to your point about Todd Bowles, man, some guys are colonels and some guys are generals. And maybe he is a colonel. And full disclaimer, you know, I got to know him when he was an assistant coach for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm, 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 a, I'm a Todd Bowles guy. Great defensive mind. But some guys are generals and some guys are colonels. This is a year where he needs to prove in an awful division that he's a general. Because that, that division could be won by any one of those teams, including the squad that we're talking about with the least publicized quarterback battle in the history of the National Football League. All right, so let's talk about that. You're a Saints guy. They're the favorites at plus 120. Atlanta right behind them at plus 240. Desmond Ritter at quarterback, former third-round pick out of Cincinnati, entering year two. Carolina third at plus 340. Bryce Young, the rookie from Alabama, set to take over. And then the aforementioned Buccaneers. Your Saints, in the eyes of every metric, have the easiest schedule in the entire NFL this year, and they have the most experienced quarterback in Derek Carr. What's your confidence level? Well, remember, little brother is now on the coaching staff for the Carolina Panthers. And when he got <laughs> hired by the Panthers, my mom, my, my, his mom, our mother told him, well, I hope you go 15 and two. <laughs> I know it's two games. <laughs> like, like, That's what she said to him? Yes. Yes. Like, I, I, 
you're actually telling your son you hope he loses a couple of games because, well, yeah, I mean, 15 wins is it's impressive. It's a great year. Just not against my <laughs> beloveds. He refers to the Saints as our beloveds. But I, look, when it comes to Bryce Young, start there. He is I, – I, I had him six times last year. Six. And I never saw him get hit hard once. Not once. He has this innate sixth sense to avoid that big hit. Going back to what you were talking about with Justin Fields. Bryce Young never gets a bullseye locked on him. So I'm expecting big things, even as a rookie. I think Carolina has a legit chance, along with the Saints, those are my top two, to win that division. Family ties aside. I I think the one thing people don't know about Carolina that they'll find out quickly is that they are a very underrated defensive unit. The focus in Carolina, you know, it's a new coach. They've struggled the last few years. Bryce Young's there. No more Christian McCaffrey. That's what people will look at. Led by, what is it, Brian Burns? That is yeah. a good defensive unit, State. is it not? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So, and Derrick Brown has not become – I have not seen the Derrick Brown I saw at Auburn. I'm expecting to see him take a big step forward as an interior D lineman. All right. So that's your coverage for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as ESPN Radio continues its two-a-days – We've got another one coming up in the next hour. Any, who is it? Who's in the next hour? Probably should have paid attention to this before. Patriots. Patriots. Ooh, Patriots. Okay, we can get behind that. I don't know if I'm going to get behind this. There's an, an analyst. I don't know who. Top five quarterbacks list. Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson both not on it. Who took their spot? All right, we'll get to that next. Easy and Fitzsimmons. I'm Joe Fornball. This is Joe and Amber on ESPN Radio. This has been the Joe and Amber Podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast.